Hey dudes, it's Jimmy. Welcome back, guys. It's Maddie. What's up? It's John. Hey dudes, it's Billy. And just a heads up, uh, I've had a hell of a time fucking wrangling these dudes in <laughs> to, to get them started on this podcast. Wrangling today. us? You're the one who got me all sidetracked on projects with Legos and screwing shit into tables. <laughs> when you don't have washers, the Legos work great. I'm just saying. They do. I wonder if Free drill at first, fly. kids. Pro tip. <laughs> what you say, man? I wonder if work will let that fly. Probably not. Just start signing all my work with a fucking ring <laughs> Lego. Just <laughs> Spray paint it black so it looks like the rest of the shit, like the shit I'm putting on. It'll be like a little Easter egg, you know? Ten years from now, somebody's going to be taking apart my shit instead of going, who the fuck cocksucker put this together? Who used Legos? <laughs> <laughs> fucking genius. Listen, man, you thought you are building shit. If it works, <laughs> it works. So, uh, you guys wanted me to start Cyberpunk, and I fucking started it, I finished it, I fucking bought the game, I started the game, <laughs> I love it, dude, I fucking love he it. He went fucking head first into that shit, good job, Bill. Dude, um, if, if Neuralink becomes a thing, that's what it's gonna become, is Cyberpunk. The fucking, the chips in the neck yeah, with the fucking dude. instant access thing? Making phone calls to people right through your mind, you know, text messages, like... Your whole internet access was it's just through your mind, and you're able to control other electronic things that are connected through the internet. It, it just makes a lot of sense to me. It's I feel like if you have a porn addiction, you're going to be all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between that and, like... We better get some good pop-up blockers, that's all I got to say. <laughs> but, like, what's the difference between that and your phone, though? But the... I got no answer. Yeah. I'm, My phone, I can throw against the wall if I really <laughs> wanted to shut up. <laughs> well, if it's in your mind, you can pound that bitch against the wall, but it's not going to be like anything you're picturing. It's just going to hurt. <laughs> you're going to look like a mental patient is what you're going to end up doing. You're going to think about pounding your bitch into the wall. It's going to open up stepsister loading. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We know what kind of porn Matt watches. <laughs> Bro, that shit is everywhere. Even if you're trying to look up like granny porn, you get like grandma's stepsister stuck in the well or some shit. Chasing little Timmy down the well. Steph Granny. Going in balls deep today, kids. Don't get butt hurt. Step brother, right in the stuck. Guy comes walking with a cane. Maddie's <laughs> oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> Maddie's full throttle out of the gate. <laughs> hey, man, I can switch it to ball gangs and, like, clown porn or something. No, we don't need that, Matthew. We don't need that in our life. No respect. <laughs> Uh, Imagine shit. that rendition of it. <laughs> I never really cared for the movies. Loved the books, didn't care for the movies. Just gonna throw it out there. Uh, I'll be I thought they were I all never right. actually uh, watched the great, movies. Great, Maddie. Thanks, thanks for that mental image. Um, You're welcome, buddy. Now all I can think is you know glory hole sewer drain. <laughs> <laughs> you all float down here. <laughs> Somebody's getting a forever money shot. Georgie. Very wise, Georgie. Georgie's going to be played by Ron Jeremy. Oh, God. <laughs> so hairy. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Like fucking chewy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
all the undertones for this episode are great. <laughs> undertones? What undertones? <laughs> oh, shit. Bill expected us to keep this wrangled in. Yeehaw. Oh, no. <laughs> Bill, cows are out the pasture now, motherfucker. It's going to be all fucked up. Silence. (laughs) Wow, that steam just... Listen, man, my back hurts from carrying this so far. Anyway, so tag bitch. Wow. (laughs) This man's over here. Got his bag all packed. Fucked up. Got John on top, me on the bottom. (laughs) I'd subscribe to that video. (laughs) Oh, God. No, thank you. You guys can see how we're bear haven today. <laughs> I, I mean, I did get stuck in a vending machine one time, so... <laughs> I've been stuck in a folding couch. Well, that was purposeful sort of. and not accidental, you know. Gave me claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. How did you accidentally get stuck in a vending machine? I feel like that's pretty interesting. Oh, that one was funny. No, that was him trying to get, like, free dryer sheets or some shit. And you were because, trying to get dryer sheets well, out of Well, because he was so little, and we were in a laundromat, and he was like... I mean, we were young. We were fucking kids. Oh, okay. I'm, all I could picture was a grown-up gym. And of no, course, trying to get fucking dryer no, sheets. It's, it's little kid shim, so his arm is like the size of this fucking vape right here, you know, skinny. And he's fucking reaching up in there to try and jiggle something loose. I don't know. What were you freaking... You must have been like five, six, maybe. I can't even remember. I was in third grade, some shit like that. You were, you were, fucking kid. I don't and, remember uh, so clearly. You know, it's just, he, I just uh, know I, at one point, had my arm stuck in a vending machine. He, uh, he fucking, he reaches up in that machine, try to get some free shit out, and the lady was like, "Well, I'm not paying for that." Like the owner was there. And they had to get the fucking fire department and get the jaws of life to open up this machine to get Jimmy's arm out. And she was like, well, I'm not paying for that. Well, like, good. We're just glad you're not making us pay for it, neither. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Neither, bitch. <laughs> neither are we. Oh, fuck, we share something in common. And then the uh, sofa incident was, yeah, that was more of a, hey, let's see if we can fold me up in this thing. (laughs) And sure enough, they fucking did it. Just left your ass, huh? No hesitation. No sat on top of them. They were like... (laughs) (laughs) I expect nothing less. I mean, I was the oldest. It only makes sense. You got to knock out the oldest one first. So you got to start at the top. See, my brothers, they were, like, less tactful about it. They just threw me into a fucking laundry basket and were like, you know what would be great? Throwing you down the stairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just chuck you. And me, young-ass little me, I was all like, oh, I'm hanging out with my brothers. Fuck yeah. I was all, like, down from, like, it's a roller coaster. Yeah! <laughs> no helmet, no padding. Straight nothing. through the fucking closet door at the bottom. My mom was pissed. Well, at least it was a door, not a fucking wall. Was it, well, was it, like, <laughs> it was how, a pretty solid door. <laughs> Until I went through it. 
Yeah, house was haunting my ass. It was just kids getting tossed around the fucking house like ragdolls. This was a different place. <laughs> no matter. This was the townhouse we had when we lived in Geneseo. Ta-da! Fearless leader. Fuck you doing, Bill? I have a lot of lives that I'm in charge of, and I forgot to feed them. So I had to go feed all my fish. It's an ecosystem. It'll figure itself out. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, we get it. The porn talk had you all. The weakest are eating first. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. I mean, it's... Eat each other or starve. It's only right that... Bro, you got like 10,000 fish. <laughs> it's, it's okay if like 20 get eaten. <laughs> SeaWorld up in his place. Yo, you call me Shamu? <laughs> uh, yes, I have made references to that in the past. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> Should have saw that coming. Speaking of, dude, how's your water intake? I've actually... By water, does like this mango drink or whatever I'm counting? No, it no. does not. Straight, I drank no water today. Straight water, Maddie. I didn't drink anything until I got home today. It was bad. We gotta get you. We gotta get you working on that, bud. I drank a lot, quite a bit of water today, actually. I, I honestly don't have an excuse for it. It's just like I just don't. Don't. Yeah. Think. You, got, you gotta get like, in the habit of it. I'm constantly Dude, going. Andrew made a really good point last week, man. Water, water is great for your health. It's great for your skin. And I mean, overall, it's gonna do nothing but help. So yeah. I, for myself, find it easier if I just carry like a bottle of water right around in my tool belt. Because I'll nine times out of ten like reach if I, for it. If I got a free second, yeah, take a sip of water, and before you know it, I'm fucking slamming three, four bottles before break. It's like, oh damn, all right. See, I can keep one at like my workbench or like in my toolbox, like well, on it because I have a cup holder on my toolbox. Okay. But because of how strict our production is, we're allowed to have just water, and they give us like a company water bottle, but you still can't like constantly lugging around with you like no matter where you go like if you're going to and from a break or like a workstation so I physically can't just walk around with a water bottle all day because our SQF and other why do you walk around with it it can be a possible accidental contaminant say I'm walking by a machine okay. me being in maintenance somebody pulls my attention I just go with my water bottle what forget if, walk away and put it on a carabiner and put it on your hip Still, it can, they could be like, well, it can bump into stuff. It can break open. I, I was just asking. I'm just yeah. trying to find ways to uh, to help you get your water intake up, man. Uh, Honestly, I probably just need to start setting reminders on my phone. Dude, we're, we're going to get you a funnel. So are you just going to funnel water? You've done beer bongs before. Oh, right? you know what? What about one of those yes. like yes, cam- camel hump bags? Bro, I'm carrying enough shit all day on that floor. I mean, yeah, but that's like a liter of water on your back yeah, that you nothing. don't even notice. And the more, you, goofy. the more you drink it, the faster, the fucking lighter it gets. Gives a fuck what you look like, dude. You're hydrated <laughs> and healthy. You're gonna, you're gonna fucking appreciate it in a year when you look better. Start running everywhere I go. People yep. give me like my crackhead. You'd be like, what the fuck is this guy <laughs> fucking doing? Speed walking. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. As long as you don't start dancing when there's no music, you'll be fine. I do that anyway. It's like sometimes I used to get shit at work for like wearing like <laughs> layers upon layers to fucking not get frozen in the winter and I get fucked with like, oh, you 
you look like you're fucking pretty cold there, turtle. Like, uh, I, I look like I'm not fucking freezing my balls off. How's it? How's that weather feel, bitch? <laughs> I worked for the apartment complex. People would get pissed off about that in the winter because I would be fucking glued to my bibs. Like, you could not get me out of them, motherfuckers. Not, not only were they comfortable, and I had like 40 extra fucking Love pockets. my bibs. Why? Yeah. Why would they get mad at you for your bibs? Coming in, not like their apartments, they'd be like, "Oh no, you need to take that shit off." I'd be like, hey, "You can no. suck a dick." Yeah. It's thirty degrees outside. You think I'm taking these a, off? It's a process to fucking take that shit on and off. Yeah. No thanks, dude. I, I would never ask that of my maintenance guy. I don't know. The only thing, like half the time, like I was okay with, especially you know, during our winter time was at least taking my boots off well yeah well yeah or have booties with you at least right yeah yeah you're in somebody's house like that's that's different like sometimes I would get annoyed but it'd be like dead in the winter and people like don't you fuck up my floor and it's like you don't fucking pay for it anyway well I mean technically they do if you fuck up the floor A they have to live with it and then B <laughs> they're in charge of all the cleaning fees or you know what I mean their security deposit is ruined and <laughs> I mean that's that's I get it I respect that half the time though the place that I worked for uh, was really good about not fucking people over on that unless it was like you could tell it wasn't like normal like wear and tear like if there's a fucking spot or something in the middle of the floor then that's while it may have been accidental it's more of a quote unquote deliberate okay because you're putting like actual stains in the carpet and if you don't notify the office they can't bring their cleaner in to try to fix it gotcha so it's one of those like hey like we could have possibly avoided this if you would have just called and told us right Especially because, like, nine times out of ten, unless we had, like, the same color carpet that we kept just an off chance from, like, an older unit, all the new carpet they get put in, total different, couldn't even patch it. Wait, every apartment had different carpet? So if somebody was there for five years and um, they just now moved out, the carpet that's going to be in that unit well, that yeah. will be different than what gets put in. That's it's why every, they every can't patch years, it. three years, right. Yeah. That makes sense. At least in New York, it's every three years. They're either supposed to. It's suggested. If you, yeah, if you're I think still living there, they don't have to change the carpet. But if you move out at that third year, they have to change the carpet. Now, see, I thought there was a mandatory thing, like a mandatory term where they had to change out the carpet, whether someone's living there or not. Oh, really? I, I'm not sure. Um but if there ain't it should be at least fucking shit if you got a tenant for say like seven years and you don't want to change the carpets out I mean if they don't that's need wrong. it if they don't need it done yeah that's but, one thing but I mean, if, at, at seven years if you're not changing out your long term right. tenant's carpet that's I mean that's that's wrong and you're trying to up the rent every fucking year because right. you know everybody does that well it's like next year if Mel and I move out they're trying to say like we'd be responsible for the carpet no by housing walls and shit, Mel and I have lived there right longer than that uh, carpet's been in. Like when we moved into the apartment, it wasn't brand new. They told me that. Oh, see, we had brand new carpet when we moved in, so like the it carpet, was all still like real nice. The carpet's yeah. older than your tenancy there. Yeah. yeah. How long you been there? Going on five years. Oh yeah, no, fuck them, fuck them. Yeah, and I was a about to say most leases, it's after three, you're not responsible. Fuck them and a half for normal wear and tear and type, that type of shit. So. That's like all my really has. Right. 
like, like even at like that point, dollar. like after three years, they they've made enough money to replace the fucking carpet. Yeah, off of you alone, and then some. Not to mention what we paid, we've paid for like pet fees and shit like that. Like that's why Dude, all that shit is all ripped pet in. fees are some of the biggest fucking bullshit. Scams. Yeah, scam. Up front, I don't disagree with the payment even coming from someone that worked for an apartment complex. However, it's the monthly additional consistently right. that you charge extra on rent. No, you right. Send it that back. extra yeah. security deposit, I'm okay with too. That monthly fee, well, go more, fuck yourself. I that, mean, it, let's say the average place is $50 a month. You're there for, you know, two years. That's, what are you looking at? 24 months, 24 times 50. Come on, help me out here, guys. It's 1200 Yeah. It's twelve hundred additional dollars. That's more damage than a pet can do to. I mean, not more damage than a pet can do to an apartment, but more damage than most pets. The will average do. pet, yeah, yeah. The well-trained, well-behaved pet, yeah. Like my dog has not put any damage whatsoever. Like, when, even when he was a puppy, he had a couple accidents, but we deep cleaned it, and there's no proof that we've got four cats in a one-bedroom. You walk in there. Jimmy will testify. Him and my mom are both allergic to cats. They sat in there comfortably for a couple hours with no issues because it's yeah. all clean. Clean after yourself and your fucking cats and Wait, your animals. You're allergic to cats? Uh huh. I didn't know that. Don't you have a cat? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't oh, know it's that. not that weird. I have two cats and I'm allergic. I just take allergy medicine daily. Yeah, but Jimmy doesn't take allergy medicine. I know not on daily, but really. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm mostly used to one cat, so it's not, like, that bad. But, like, if I go to places with multiple cats, and it usually, yeah, it usually hits me, and it's like, fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah. I will notice, like, since we got the second cat, I've used my allergy medicine more. Yeah. Speaking of the dog. Jeez, whiz. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pause that real quick. Hold on. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, the dog got loose. Uh, fuck, what were we even talking about? I know we were talking about the animals. Oh, Jimmy, allergic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm allergic to cats. Woo! It happens. I'm sorry. I'm fine with dogs. And, uh, most other animals. It's pretty much just cats. Yeah? Yeah. I, so, I, we know that, you know, people have allergies to a ton of different things, and most of it's from... Uh, stuff that their body shouldn't be used to especially like Americans are really known for their allergies because we live in a place where our genes are not originally from um but what do you think actually causes like allergies lack of immune bodies well, you, or, sorry immunities immune bodies what the fuck I can't talk today. Antibodies, <laughs> immunities. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just probably genetic mutations, honestly. Could be kind of one of those, like, if you're not exposed to it while you're developing, you, like, to develop issues towards it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure scientists is actually probably already solved this issue, but you know. Um, yeah. I feel like a lot of people develop allergies as they get older, too. Your bodies change. So an allergy starts when your immune system mistakes 
normal harmless substances substances for dangerous invaders. Um, the immune system then produces antibodies that remain on the alert for that particular allergen. But what would make our bodies do that? Is my question. Lack of exposure. Oh, so we actually don't have an answer as to why we have allergies. I'm reading this right now. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, to me, it would only make sense that it's contaminants that your body are not used to, or is not used to, and for whatever reason, we attack it. But what kind of defense mechanism would that serve for us? Is like my thought process on it. Maybe when allergies were first evolving, the allergy was actually something that could be potentially hazardous or harmful to us. And the body developed the allergy to keep us away from it. To have us know to stay away from it rather than go and interact with it and have the fucking flare up or possibly die. <clears throat> so maybe... <clears throat> so instead, when you get around it, you get a little sniffling, you're like, oh, should avoid that area or whatever the fuck you're doing at that particular time. So as, as per instance, Jimmy here, so somewhere in his genetic line, you're saying there was some sort of reason that he needed to be allergic to cats. Like, say, where there was large cat predators in his genetic history. I was about to say, there are large cat predators, and that's well, why a lot of human babies instinctually, instinctually fear cats. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's wild. You, like, human babies, like, are usually terrified of cats, and it's wild. Um, so maybe that's the same reason that allergies exist. And, improper uh, genetic mutation. You're an that, improper genetic mutation. I was about to say, that's, that's more, more likely the case. Like... Um, Boom, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't evolution have either, uh, you know, gotten rid of that by this point or evolved it further? No, because, like, think about it this way. Look at, look at poison ivy. Some people are completely immune to it. Other people get really fucked up by it. Like so, I'm, I'm pretty tolerant to it. I'm not immune to it. But. So as yeah, as we're evolving these tolerances and shit, and we just get mutations. Like they go a little overboard on some things. Like yeah, okay, you're immune to poison. Uh, you're immune to poison ivy, but now fucking you get spring allergies. Right, like there's like <laughs> trade off to another mutation. Well, yeah, I I never really had spring allergies as a kid. I definitely do now as an yeah, adult. Yeah, I definitely have seasonal allergies. Um. But it really makes you Bunch question, though, farts. like, <laughs> what about people that are allergic to the sun or grass or like, water? Well, so that's that's the one where it starts to make sense that it's a weird mutation. But I'm talking, like, normal allergies. Why, why is it such a large percentage of the population have seasonal allergies or pollen allergies? Well, I mean think about like the bacteria and shit that could be carried on pollen and stuff like that you know it's a way to prevent ourselves from getting sick that's why you fucking sneeze you try to get it out of you <laughs> real quick you like it's the first congested. defense for blocked up to not shit that you don't in. want yeah. okay so what, what about bee allergies 
one sting from a bee can kill one person, but the next person next to him can take a hundred. Yeah. Depends on what that bee landed on. I feel like I could I could have an anaphylactic issue from a bee sting that may not necessarily be present from the bee sting itself, but whatever the kind of contaminant that my body had an issue with. Yeah, but you, you're that's not answering my question. I, feel I understand like what you're saying. That boils. That still just boils down to lineage, like your your genetic lineage. Survival yeah. of the fittest. But what would cause? What would cause a certain percentage of the population to have evolved an allergy to bees when they're not deadly by themselves? Mother Nature's safeguard to constantly replenish its stock. Oh, so you're saying it's it's a it's a nature's kill switch to be like, ah, fuck this guy. See, that's my human brain thinking that we're like alpha and everything, and that like we're we're the perfect being, and we're not because nature does it finds a way to fight back. So someone finds a way genetically to balance things out yeah and so someone in my history was genetically you know trying to take honey from bees often and then they formed an allergy to it so that the bees could fight back oh man man that's uh that's a thought and that was the balls deep section of this episode <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, I don't know, it, it, that's where it starts to make sense to me. But then again, so that's just theory. It's all theory, I mean, it's apparently. Just, it's that's all we talk about is fucking theories. Come on now. <laughs> that's the fun stuff to talk about. I mean, it is. if, if you want to say, like, you know, people didn't have allergies thousands of years ago or whatnot, I mean, we also didn't have the same type of shit we have around. Well, thousands of years ago. And I would call it bullshit that people didn't have I mean, Right. I mean, well, I, I highly doubt because until very recently we didn't start seeing uh, gluten intolerances and uh, celiac disease as predominant as we do now. Is that because people just misdiagnosed those though? Or is that because of the other bullshit that we ingest with our well, food? So then you get into like the... Uh, Glossophates, is that what it is? I think it's glossophates and glossophates, or yeah, I did. either way. Um, but what would cause? So, say it's not the glossophates. Say it's not the the Roundup that's you know sprayed on and built right into the plants now. <clears throat> Let's say it's an actual genetic mutation. What would cause that? Why? Why is it our planet saying that we're eating too much wheat? I'm like I'm just trying to figure it all out, man. It's just survival of the fittest, man. Like mutations are going to happen. Well, I think like if you see, like, like I said, I'm 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 more along the lines of like shit was probably misdiagnosed. You know, like not in favor of like you know uh, celiacs, but like just they finally figured out what celiacs is and more people know about it and oh like, so you're saying that previously it was mis- misdiagnosed yes. that you know and that's why we're seeing a rise in numbers because we're seeing a rise in people that can actually fucking diagnose it properly and understanding yeah i mean that can make sense i will say though kind of picking you backing off your thing of eating too much wheat it is however 
through like normal substance that you eat. Like if a woman is pregnant and eats too much of one thing, the child can come out with an intolerance to it. That's what happened with Leon and all his stomach issues that he had. Mel, when she was pregnant, she her body was constantly caving, craving calcium. So she'd drink a lot of milk, eat a lot of cheese, and Leanne was born with stomach issues and intolerance to dairy. Hmm. That's why. Why? Why would the child be born with an intolerance to that? Why? Too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think. You, you would think that the human body would work in the opposite direction, like the child would come out and have a strong immunity to whatever was in. The, the dairy product you know what I mean because there was so much ingested I think a lot of it has to do with like a body trying to break down the proteins so when you're a fetus you get your your immune system and all that that's starting to develop is very is very fragile so your body could do the one of the two things you know it could build up the strong antibodies so you could sit there and fucking suckle off a cow all day long and you're not gonna have an issue with dairy or your body will see it as an invader like with the other shit and try to defend itself yeah but why would the human body the the fetus human body start off that way you would what I'm saying is you would think that with so much being ingested that the human body the fetus human body would initially start off with a stronger immunity towards said you know whatever they were eating whether it's dairy or wheat or um, honey or whatever people are allergic to we know we can't give infants honey but if you don't know that just you cannot give infants honey don't I'll admit I didn't know that until my second kid oh yeah so yeah uh, he was it was like right when he was like first starting eating like actual like solids I, I was craving toast and I wanted a little bit of butter and a little bit of honey on my toast I don't know why just that day I was like fuck it and I went to feed Leon something and I was like oh what kind of like jelly do you have and I was like oh it's honey and she was like whoa don't yeah and that's when I found out like it's like one of the like top allergens for like kids yep yeah it's, well, it's good thing she stopped you fuck yeah and that's why some people get fucked up by those bees well so I'm I'm pretty allergic to bees uh yeah and I don't understand why, because I wasn't as a child at all. See, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah, but now, dude, I will... Like, I don't go into, like, a true anaphylactic shock, but I swell beyond all reasoning. Like, my arm... I got stung last year, yeah, year before, maybe. My arm doubled in size. Yeah, that happened to me a couple years ago. Um... I was actually working for Wegmans at the time. I don't know if you were living here yet. But um, I went to my part-time job at the end of the week. was getting back in my car after cleaning, and fucking there was like one chilling on my car or whatever that I didn't see, and it fucking stung me in the air. Woke got up to fucking... Uh, no, it was that night. I, I woke up. I went down for like four hours. Y'all got some military bees and shit. <laughs> I woke up and my whole arm was swelled. I, could, I couldn't like fucking grab anything with it. I was kind of, I was dropping shit and I went to the doctor and they, they told me yeah, I contacted cellular something from the bee sting and I had to go on a topical antibiotic and um, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. It's when you got to pop a pill. 
in the body fucking antibiotic. I don't know. Oral. Oral antibody. There we go. We'll go with oral. <laughs> it's not a suppository, so it's not an anal. Did you put it in your butt or did you swallow it? Depending on my mood. It was going one to two ways. <laughs> it's coming out the same. <laughs> it's coming out the same. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, no, same thing for me, man. That just sucked. Like, I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so it, it it's not just the last time. It's the, like the last five times I've gotten stung has all been like super swollen. So <coughs> Military great bees. Yeah. It's, <laughs> dude, it's scary, man. I don't want to get stung again. Like, if I get stung in the throat, that's what really scares me. That's why, like, if we're out and about in the summer and, like, a bee is near me and I start fucking, like, tweaking, like, the people on 104, like, I'm having a mental breakdown because I don't want to fucking swell up and yeah. die. <laughs> Trying to do bee jitsu. Bee jitsu. So, have you guys watched Cobra Kai? Sorry, you got me. The acting in that yes. show is terrible. That's why it's so good. Negative. You have Jim? The acting in the 80s movies were better than this TV show. That's well, kind of the point. Cheesy. Yeah, it's meant to be cheesy. Um, I don't know. I've, I've really enjoyed it the last season I just finished up. Um, I really, I like really that, enjoyed that it. Day. Ponytail man. I thought that was cool. What? The dude with the ponytail, Terry Silver. Silver? Yeah. So you have watched it? Yeah. I'm oh. like up to par with everything I do. I binge watched the shit out of it. Oh, okay. And you haven't, John? No. Why? No interest. Did you like the Karate Kid? I was about to say, Becca watched it and then she started watching the Karate Kid movies. So. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've actually I've heard a lot of people do that. Um, How I stumbled across Krova Kai, I had somebody work up. Did you ever hear about the like the something karate movies from like a long time like Karate Kid? Oh my god, you should watch Cobra Kai. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, fuck them, all right? <laughs> like they made three movies about fuck them. <laughs> but what's the matter, dude? And like, if people are enjoying the culture that came with what we enjoyed as the Karate Kid as a child, like let people enjoy that now because it's the same culture, it's the same concept, and the show that it was in the movies. It's just played out differently. No, I agree with you 100%. Like, I, th- I think the biggest thing that hit me was like, fuck, I'm getting old. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Not even that. It's just, um, what I really actually like is the fact that they truly show, like, Danny is also an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But they showed that in the, in the movies back when we were kids, too. Not really. I, I feel like they made him... They, they romanticized him when back in the movies. This, they're, they're unabashedly showing how much of an asshole he actually is. Dude, the is. first season of Cobra Kai, I was like, man, like, Johnny got fucked. Oh, yeah. I was like, this kid's a dick. And then they went back and watched all the old original fucking movies, and I'm like... Well, Johnny was yeah, I would have beat the shit out of you too. Yeah, Johnny was still an <laughs> asshole. As a kid. But it just, it, it, I think the whole point of the show is to show that adults, a, there is growth in between that time of, you know, what we saw as the Karate Kid and then what we see as, you know, Cobra Kai. And then not only that, but Cobra Kai shows you, you know, through the seasons that as an adult you can still grow. Yeah. And there's there's still opportunity for growth and to better yourself and to help the next generation do it too. And I just I really kinda dug that concept and I got it 
it just clicked really hard with this last season while I was watching it, and I appreciated that. All I can say is, you can definitely tell they're from a liberal state. They break into somebody's house and have a brawl. That's not going to fly in one of our little more Republican states. Um, well, so there's what I what I liked about the first season is that it was very like non PC because I'm yeah. going back and watching it with Aurelia and she's enjoying it. It's progressively got a little edgy. Like, well, it, it's I think it's progressively got a little more PC to be honest with you. In some aspects, but if you look at like the last season, especially like the last, I'll say two episodes, when they're like really coming to like a fucking boiling point with Silver. Yeah, but at no point is Johnny calling his students a pussy anymore. Uh, no, that's fair. I Wait, feel like I feel like they have to take it a little easier on the kids, but like, like look at the whole samurai fucking forty-seven Ronin moment at the end of the one episode. Like, yeah, but that's oh. that's not PC. I mean, they, you're just talking violence there, which was dope. Um, I'm talking like actual. You know, politically correctness. Gotcha. The first season was real hard. You know, he was making fat jokes. He was talking to the kids about being pussies. You know, the one kid with the lip, he was fucking making fun of them. That's where his like, nickname comes from, actually. What? Um, they call the one dude lip. No, they Don't call they? him Hawk. Because well, the kids uh, that were bullying him called him Lip, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they flipped the script, man. He fucking went out, he shaved his head, and he became a badass, which... I don't know, to me, really showed, like, okay, this is growth, positive growth for this kid in a good way. And then the kid took it too far, became a bully. And I don't, it was a really good concept to me. Uh, I really enjoyed the non-PC part of it to show, like, it can get kids out of this, this bad growth habit that they have and let them become a little bit more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for a little more uh, conscious of who they can actually be yeah I don't know I enjoyed that I no I, I appreciated it too because I know when I was young and getting into like the uh, some of the martial artsy stuff that I did and like what I learned from my grandfather and my dad with um, Aikido and boxing when I got older I was like you know what I like football because I can tackle people football you can only play out of some months out of the year so I got into doing jujitsu. It filled the, like the same void for me, and I learned how to throw people around. It was well, fun. and the, the physical aspect of it is great, and the violent and the violent aspect of it as you know, uh, you know, someone who enjoys it. It's it was great for me too. But I'm talking more about the fact of you know how how the the growth can be had in other ways through you know calling a kid a pussy and yeah. my dad called me a pussy as a kid a lot dude and now like that's terribly frowned upon you know I pussy <laughs> right like what it's fine dude I mean it's cool <laughs> but I just to me it was it was a way to help help me grow as uh, um to be a more masculine individual and I'm not the most masculine man uh, I'm not the most feminine man either by any means I think but, it's necessary for building up the well, personal characteristics to stand up for yourself yeah it's character growth yeah 
and I'm in today's culture we can't have that and not I, everybody's gotta be the same we all gotta toe the same line it's not even the toe the same line thing it's like we're not allowed to to make a child feel bad in any way shape or form about themselves to help them grow into a bigger and better person to me that was a large part of my character growth was being I don't I, I guess put down to bring myself back up and it, I don't think it was ever done in a bad way it wasn't called a pussy because my dad was being mean he did it as character growth it was giving you a hard dose of reality from someone that you already love and respect so you can at least appreciate what they're trying to do for you when you get into the real world and see like fuck I'm glad they did that for me because now I'd been a fucking marshmallow out here roasting on this bitch honestly it's shit as a father right now that I'm struggling with literally last weekend um, we took uh, the kids to the park Noah was being real nice you know he came up he was you guys don't know. He fucking towers over everybody his age. Everybody looks at him like he's 12. But he's fucking not even seven. It's ridiculous. He's a big boy. So he boy. was towering over all these other kids. And parents were kind of like giving me the glance, like thinking he was like too old. And um, no, like, he's in good manners. I was proud of him. Stood back. Let a couple kids go out. He went to start going back on. Boom. A couple other kids jumped right in front. And he just stepped back. He's like, no, don't do that right in front of these kids and like their parents are like don't let people cut in front of you like that in life people are going to try to step over your generosity and you shouldn't allow people to do that I didn't say overly aggressive but I no but that's that's a good lesson to be learned right and you know it's one thing to allow someone to do it it's another thing to let someone push you into letting them do it yeah or making you do it so I mean to me that's a good lesson as a father to teach your kid and I it actually Billy's dad just phrased it as "Don't be a pussy." Yeah, well, that was exactly <laughs> it. Right. You know, I it, it really made me remember a specific time when I was a kid. My my dad brought me to a playground. It was my dad, my stepmom, and my older brother. And I didn't want to go down a slide. I was I was really young because it had shit all over it, and I was like, "It's too dirty." And oh man, they made fun of me for years for it. But you know what? It made me get my hands dirty. I they made me go down the fucking slide anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Face first. Well, it was just like it, it was a growing thing as a child to have to do that. You know, it, I we miss out on a lot of that. I feel like for this next generation, and that scares the shit out of me. But at the same time. I don't want to be an asshole if I have a kid and call my kid a pussy because like fuck (laughs) you guys know how I'm avoiding all of this not having kids well yeah so it's not not an issue for you but what are your thoughts on it oh man I mean I'm I'm saying you guys are saying the same thing just different ways of phrasing it basically well no I, I agree and you know, then that's where I get into this whole PC culture. Is Matt's found a very PC way of teaching his child to stand up for himself, whereas my dad just would have fucking pushed me and said, "No, get the fuck on there. Don't be a pussy." So I'm just I'm PC. I, I don't get me wrong. Like I had a whole other part of that speech plan because one of Noah's questions asked was, "What if they don't like it?" I just wanted to be like, "Then you punch them in their fucking nose." <laughs> like, 
Yeah, but that, that was my finisher. Like, he, but like the, this dude's looking at me while his kids is budging in front of Noah, and I just want to be like, no, knock that little fucker back down the ladder. But you guys, you didn't have that conversation because today's culture, I mean, that's not appropriate. Fair enough. But that's a car annoying. talking. <laughs> what? You talk to them about that in the car. <laughs> I was like, that's a, yeah. I've had too many crackers, bro. You, you stumped me for a minute. Speaking of those crackers, man, um, Johnny, will you grab me those bags? Because those are fucking. Oh, now you want more? I just didn't want to make. I don't want more. I want to read the bag because they're noisy. At least I know uh, what I'm getting you guys for Christmas. <laughs> uh, so Maddie um, has a friend who owns a business, and guess what? Let's see, they are super noisy. There's no information on them except for the front labels. Well, it's uh, we can give our own personal reviews. <laughs> yeah. So her company name is Highly Baked, right? Yeah. Okay. Which and I she am has a right business part- partner too. Okay. So and it's like a basically, it's a edible company uh, and she gave us a bunch of uh, crackers uh, and snacks. she gave me and Maddie muffins uh, yeah snack bags but I got uh, what do we got here garlic dill ranch dill and pumpkin spice and all of them were freaking delicious and the ones that I didn't bring to share the zesty Italian pretzels them fucking things it was hard not to eat the whole bag my first inning and I personally I don't care for pumpkin flavored things but that pumpkin chocolate chip muffin that you gave me was still pretty good dude uh, it was moist and delicious and didn't overly, oh no he said the forbidden word whatever <laughs> and it didn't overly taste like cannabis like a lot of edibles do like these crackers don't at all um, so no, I it just tastes yeah the Chex Mix bag Oof. yeah so her company name is Highly Baked yeah yeah, um, yeah well we uh, appreciate Jamie the hell out of it Bradley they're yeah. the owners thanks guys super um, appreciate a little shout out for you here in Rochester um, she does a ton of other stuff too and she doesn't just do um, things with cannabis like she does other stuff too for oh, okay. people that's cool so looking up her business and checking it out is definitely worth it she even told me she does like birthday cakes and stuff like that that obviously you know if you're buying a birthday cake for a kid it's not going to contain cannabis yeah so, hey Manny do me a favor just move your mic down a little bit Adjusted myself and the seats are better. Oh uh, yeah, that's better. much better. Yeah, I I just noticed that sounded a little. My bad. You're good. So yeah, uh, we appreciate that, and uh, I'm gonna take a break because I need some water. I don't know about you guys, but we'll be back. Time dilation. Time dilation. Explain it. <laughs> Too high. Um. So, have you? You guys have never experienced time dilation. I don't know. Explain the theory of time dilation. What is it? Well, time dilation, just like either time feeling shorter or longer than it's actually been. Yeah, every day at work. What are you talking right, about? Right, I was going to say. Oh, like, that's what I'm saying. So, at like, work, it takes forever. And when you're at home, it's like, oh, got to go to bed. Fuck, do it all again tomorrow. Damn it. Literally. So, like, <laughs> why, why does that happen, though? Like, oh, well, it happens because our brains, dude. Because we 
when we're enjoying something. I mean, that's that's been something since we were kids, at least for me. Is when I was enjoying something, time always went faster. Right. Just like the ride to somewhere always seemed faster than the ride home. The ride home always took forever. I've always felt the opposite. I feel like the ride home is just like done. Now, do you think that differs from like time dilation you experience while on hallucinogenics? Do I think that differs? Yes. Like that feeling of time dilation? Yeah, it's a different feeling of time dilation for sure. Like time dilation at work is like, oh fuck, okay, it's only been an hour. I thought it was an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. Time dilation while on mushrooms in particular, um, like every time I take mushrooms, it feels like two, three hours. And then I realize it's been eight, nine hours every time. So no, I don't think that feels the same. Uh, That's even wild. Like the, let's even compare it to like when I'm at home. Uh, okay, let's say uh, video games for me are a huge time consumer. I'll sit down and all of a sudden three hours have gone by, and that's why I don't play video games I anymore. I totally agree. Right. That's not even the same feeling as taking a hallucinogen. That is like if I really sat down and thought about it while I'm playing a game, I can time myself out. I cannot do that while on mushrooms, and it's not like I can't focus on the time. It's just that time feels different. I couldn't do that shit. It would give me a fucking panic attack. Listen, you talk about it. <laughs> talk about what? Time dilation? No, like on mushrooms <laughs> specifically. <laughs> you don't know. Um, no, I mean, I, I have to agree. Like, it's... It's like you're... I mean, it is. It's a hallucinogenic, so you're, like, fundamentally feeling time different. Like, it's a trippy concept. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. The last time I took mushrooms, it, it felt like time was stretched out. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh extremely stretched out. It felt like three hours took fucking like a week dude it felt like the way my mind was jumping it now was that's crazy that's how dmt was for me like i thought i was gone for i don't know probably an hour and then i sat up and jimmy was like yeah dude it's been like three minutes <laughs> <laughs> um but i i also i didn't take a, a what would be considered a full dosage of dmt um so I was I was out for a very short amount of time, uh, and it still felt extremely long for me. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, definitely chalk it up to everything feels different when you're on a hallucinogenic, but um, or most everything I should say. Some things you know still like ring true, and that's how you. You know, ground yourself and shit. Because sometimes you need to do that. <clears throat> but, well, um, like tether yourself with a rope to your bed. No, but Men like mentally, um, yes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, even though like you perceive sounds and shit slightly different, you can have like audio, you know, uh, audio hallucinations. Oh, well, um, yeah, if you have I, like. Like a song you know, like by heart or something, and you play that, that can bring you down from like being fucking completely gone on a hallucinogenic. It can 
it's just a way to reel your consciousness in basically that's what that yeah Lydia did that for me when I was tripping hard on the shrooms was she put on grandma's boy uh, set me up in the bed she's like okay look here you're right here you're here now I'm like oh okay and then like my mind would wander but then I'd snap right back and be like oh okay no I'm here you ever see the movie uh, it's Inception right oh yeah. my god that, that's a mind fucking a half do you remember the the spinning top yeah same concept very similar concept is like that song or that movie or you know whatever it is that spinning top for you can like bring you back that's how you know you're yeah that's your test of reality or like oddly enough mine is Pink Floyd the whole, <laughs> the whole album of Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> and I'll, I'll just hyper focus and be good we'll say that movie gets fucking wild though the movie is phenomenal man um you guys ever seen it what one I think it's called Dark Side of the Moon isn't it the Pink no. Floyd movie oh no I thought you meant the um Inception. Inception. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that one's pretty wild, too. Has anybody ever seen that movie, though? No. No. What? Wasn't a Pink Floyd fan. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit of a Floyd fan, but... Yeah, and not, like, hardcore. I don't I like Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Pink Floyd, or Queen. Well, Queen, I don't mind. I just never really got into it too much. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. sorry. It was called The Wall. I apologize. Bohemian Rhapsody. <clears throat> That's like the only song of theirs I know. From Queen? Yeah. Bro. Well, the bicycle one, too. Bro. But that's off a stupid movie I remember seeing. <laughs> Bro, you are missing out on... Uh, I'm sure I've heard other musical just... masterpieces. Would I just didn't I don't even have a rhyme or reason like even now as an adult where I just listen to everything like I'll listen to the shit sometimes if it comes on but I just I don't know I have just some connotation with it that I'm just like I'd rather not I guess I mean I don't like Kiss and I mean it's a similar era and there's a lot of people who are diehard Kiss fans I, like I, Kiss. I never cared for Kiss I like Kiss like it's to the point where it drives my wife out wife crazy like if we're in the car like one of us has our phone synced like Pandora or something if for any reason Pearl doesn't matter what song for Pearl Jam if Pearl Jam comes on I instantly just shut it off <laughs> so oddly enough I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan either I never was okay I feel less weird now I yeah. just, I, I'll hear one of their songs and I'm just like skip <laughs> it all depends on what you listen to like you're, you're talking to people that were more into you know Blink-182 Sum 41 like I I'm mean I can tolerate I can tolerate some Pearl Jam I can and my music taste is very eclectic like I can go from listening to like DMX and Tupac and Biggie I, I can tell you what we both know like Ozzy way better than we know Pearl Jam well yeah but that's just from like your parents and your taste growing up your like influences it, it yeah. yeah my music taste can jump from fucking Merle Haggard to Sebastian Bach in a quickness I listen to everything but except Pearl Jam <laughs> yeah no I'll never put Pearl Jam on what about Nickelback I actually liked Nickelback I've never understood the hate yeah 
And well, it's because he was a douche. The lead singer was a douche. I don't care Look if he's at a, this photograph. I don't care if he's a douche. The song that he did Into the Night with Santana was fucking dope. I, I always dug the music, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's not like I they're my go-to band, but I don't turn them off either. I don't know, Billy. You're, you're, you're a big country person. You're a Swifty. Well, I know. Yeah, I'm definitely a Swifty. Oh, my... He's totally dude, awesome. her new album is fucking bomb, dude. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> Sorry. I got sidetracked. <laughs> so good. <laughs> no, but I'm just, you know... Like, you probably listen to freaking just mostly country growing up. I would I would No. Assume. Believe it or not, I barely listened to country at all growing up. Yeah, it was very little country. Were you a Cisco and a Nelly fan? Yeah, growing up when I was really Cisco. Young, sure. Oh shit. Yeah, so I my music taste is all over the place because of my parents. My mother was like uh, Nelly and R and B and all that kind of stuff. And my dad was anywhere from LL Cool J and Eric B and Rakim to uh, I don't know, there was Poison and he had a Corinne Bailey Ray C D and A C D C and my dad's music was all over the place. So I got a lot of it from him. And then my stepdad was real into like the seventies, like hair rock so you know uh, Zeppelin and Floyd and all that kind of shit and I I grew up listening to everything and then country I found on my own and I was like well this is great too so I just I really appreciate music uh, I don't care for mumble rap it's kind of the only thing I don't listen to well it's a good thing we're talking about music and not that no, you can't <laughs> say it's not music it's, it's music it's just not music that I appreciate in other words, it's shitty music. My, yeah. That's my opinion. I cannot so, stand mumble yeah. rap. Don't give a hurt, kids. Every time, like some mumble rapper oh, like, that, releases I wasn't a even. new album, like I feel like Tupac and Biggie are like. <sighs> so I wasn't even saying that as like a don't get butt hurt thing. I was just saying is like I appreciate the fact that they're putting effort into it and they find that it's music and. The beats that are made are sometimes badass, and for whatever style they consider, like that mumble rap style, is something that some people really appreciate. A lot of people don't appreciate heavy metal and screamo. I appreciate that. Just a different taste in music. That's all. That's right. where that's where I was getting at it. Like, I still respect the artist because, like, it's more than I could ever fucking do. I'm not a musical artist. I'm not making millions and billions. What mumble rap reminds me of is you ever woken up either like super late, like you you slept too much and you get that like sleep high or like you didn't get enough sleep and so you get that like sleep high where you just like, you're trying to take a shit in the morning, you're trying to take a piss and your mind just starts playing just random shit that don't go together. That's mumble rap. Skippity pabbity pabbity blue, a lick it put on a shoe, boxers or some shit like. So like that's, rap that's what scat. You see in it. So, what do you think someone that doesn't listen to screamo sees? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the good, the good thing that people of us that listen to screamo get the. And that's what it actually sounds like. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that we can understand the lyrics in it because we've attuned ourselves to those that style. I would disagree. There are some of my like favorite like hardcore bands that I just like fucking jam and do first thing in the morning. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. 
Oh, well, that's... I'm just, like, there for the fucking... There for the rap. So what's the difference between that and mumble rap? Right. I just feel like it's fucking oratorial just throw up. So that's what other people think about the screamo that you listen to. I just, I don't see why you matter don't see that. that Like, I get why some people don't like country music is because he has to listen to it backwards so he gets the house, the truck, and the barn back. (laughs) (laughs) They never get it back. It's always going down the dusty road. All I see is the trail. The, the they just find the next one that's going to do up. it all over again. <laughs> that poor dog. So I'll drink me a beer. That poor dog. That's all I got to say. I don't know. I just, I, I, I see the talent in it, even if I don't appreciate the music itself. That's all I'm coming from, or where I'm coming from on that. Well, with Mumble Rap in mind, who the fuck is this takeoff dude? Never heard of him. Oh, the man that supposedly died? Yeah. I say supposedly because, you know, I can't trust everything I read on the internet. (laughs) Nobody can do that. You know how many people, like, like you know how many times they've done those fake celebrity death things, you know? That's why I still refuse to believe Betty White is gone. It's just another hoax. Yeah, was the, that one I'm not sure about. <laughs> apparently he was shot. There was the one that was, uh, what was it, the guy from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Everyone said he was dead, and it was no. Actually, turns out his wife was dead, and he was taking, being responsible and taking care of his fucking kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forget. You remember him from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? All I can remember him from was Spaceballs. Spaceballs, Spaceballs well, yeah, yeah, Spaceballs is another one, yeah. I mean, I don't know. When it, when I come to, like, old school deaths, uh, the first one I think about is uh, little Ducky from The Land Before Time, the little girl that played her. Yeah, yeah let's not bring up that tragic. Yo, yes. see, I knew someone would not, yeah. It's yeah. It was, it's fucking dark. Yeah, it was super. Fuck dark. it. We started on porn. Let's end with something dark. Yeah, no, this is this is coming it's from the guy that would happily eat a corpse in a survival situation. <laughs> it's it's fucking dark. I don't know nothing about Ducky. All right, so you, you know who Ducky is, right? Well, yes, I know yeah. Land Before Time. I've seen the movies. It's like the Diplo Ducky, so whatever she was. Hashtag Dallas right now. All right, so this is gonna take me a minute to look it up. So. uh I mean, everyone remembers Land Before Time, right? That was my shit as a kid, man. Loved it. Spike. Spike. Uh, yeah. Spike was, was my dude. Really? That was like the little dinosaur that fell all over the place, right? Yeah, no. you can't tell by his mental capacity. That was my dude. That was Petrie. Oh. Spike Spike was the big one. Petrie was big, the little pterodactyl. I just wanted yeah. to eat everything. <laughs> He was a good guy. He's just a little slow. Uh, that's it. You know what I never understood? Petrie was so like, oh my god, scared of everything, when in reality, pterodactyls were a fucking menace. Oh, yeah, he, he was a tiny dude, though. You know, okay. Yeah, that girl could be some big motherfuckers. I'm definitely going to touch back on this because I do want to talk about this, but you heard that like they believe pterodactyls might still be alive. I think it's like somewhere in the Amazon or something. Oh, that'd be fucking That'd dope. be fucking cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to... Like, it was something that I heard. Fact-checked. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, there's there's definitely flying lizards. They exist. I mean, oh, yeah. Dragons just got miniaturized. Man. They got the little... Yeah, I've seen the pictures of the one with the fucking... It's like the size of your palm or whatever. The horn tail, whatever one. I know what you're talking about. He looks like he's in the suit of armor. Oh, yeah, those little things. You can actually get those. They're like... You can get them as a pet. They're like horn nope, tails. I, yeah, right. I introduced like you to those actually new, a while ago. New goal in life. Get one of those. Were you talking about getting a lizard or was it you, Jimmy? Someone, one of my friends was No, I've been talking about getting a lizard for forever. I've always wanted a chameleon. Yeah, those are dope. It's just because they cool. got the same eyes as you, though. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Is he staring at me or is he staring over there? <laughs> you know they, they have them. Like, you can get them pretty regularly. They're not hard I, to set up. I know, bro. I just I have a dog that might try to eat it. Eat it, like, you're right. On sight. So... <laughs> that little cute-looking, like, old lady-looking dog that's in your mirror. Your window. Mirror. Your window. Little old lady, old lady looking, looking dog. dog. Have you seen? Right. All I've ever seen is her face, and she's cute. Oh yeah, so she's a menace. Before before we get too sidetracked, I finally found something that we can use. Uh, I'm gonna go on YouTube here, and uh, the daughter who was killed by her own father, Judith Barcy. Uh, so the young lady's name, the voice actress, is Judy Barcy. Uh, it's a little ten minute skit on YouTube, and. It looks like Riverside. Yeah, every time. Uh, it looks like the creator of the video is Anna Solves. So, nice from there. Or someone in the public eye. It's always a surprise to us regular people. When someone is famous, we kind of put them on a pedestal. Their lives are mysterious but intriguing. They have more money than you or I will make in a lifetime, and they seem to float through life without any care in the world. But reality is that we don't always know what happens behind closed doors. And if history has proven anything, it's that things are never truly what they seem when it comes to the rich and famous. The case we're looking at today is the death of a promising actor who had her life cruelly snatched away by one of the people meant to protect her, her father. Judith Ava Barcy was born on June 6, 1978 in Los Angeles, California. Her parents, Josef Joe Eisteven Barcy and Maria Victor Vares were Hungarian immigrants who fled to the U.S. following the Hungarian Revolution of 1956, during which over 20,000 people died at the hands of the Soviet occupation. Joe and Maria arrived in the U. Alright, well, if you want to watch the whole video, you can, but I am just going to look for the juicy bits here. The juicy bits. Sorry, got to go through it. make sure she had the best, most successful life possible. Ironically, they also said that her success was what made Joe hate her. From the minute Judith could walk and talk, Maria started training her for a life in the spotlight. Maria's brother Joseph tried to talk her off. So, she eventually got that voice acting job as Petrie. Right. And then what, her dad, her dad just... Ducky. Not Petrie. Ducky. Dad just yeah, snapped and Ducky. killed her. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, let me. I really want to correct myself. It was Ducky. Um, but I don't. I'm trying to figure out how he did it. And I think it should be like right here. 
and Judas, leaving Maria alive to suffer alone. In 1986, Maria went to the police and told them that for the past five years, Joe had threatened her life and injured her on more than one occasion. However, due to the fact that there were no visible injuries on Maria when she went to give her statement, the police were reluctant to move on with the investigation. She ended up deciding not to prosecute and things went back to normal pretty quickly. I can't imagine being around a person like that, but according to her the paperwork ready. She'd rented an apartment in Panorama City and well, her mother were home. The They'd been picked up by a big car en route to San Diego. That next evening, he called Ruth himself and told her that he was planning to move out of the family home, but he was staying long enough to say goodbye. At 8.30 a.m. on July 28th, their neighbor, Eunice, heard a bang from where she was watering her flowers in her front yard. When she looked towards the Barcy house, she saw smoke rising from it. My first thought as I ran to call 911 was, he's done it, he's killed them, and set a fire in the house, just like he said he would. A few days later, after the authorities had the chance to contact the family's relatives in Hungary, it was announced to the media that Judith Barcy, along with her parents, was dead. It's not clear when, but between July 25th and July 28th, Joe took the lives of his wife and daughter with a single bullet each. On the morning of the 28th, Joe poured gasoline on the whole house, and before taking his own life, he lit a match and set the house alight. Joe... Fucked up, dude. Wow. Yeah. Yep. What a fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I couldn't imagine, like, doing that to people you you're supposed to love at least. You know. Dude, your fucking your child and the woman that you took vows to. Like, that's wild to me. I don't know. Like that is, and it's tragic, dude. Because that that little girl, like, she had a life ahead of her. Like, in real life, she started off young as a voice actress. Like, she could have went on to be somebody pretty famous. I couldn't imagine ever hurting one of my kids or my wife like that. I just, I've never understood the mentality of of some people. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I kind of got the glimpse that they were kind of going through a divorce and arguments and stuff. But still, like, it's just insane to me. Shit is dark. Well, I'll give you that. So you guys are just playing it up like it's dark. Yeah. Okay. It would. Uh, okay. No, it was dark, dude. It was dark. But I wanted to talk about um, pterodactyls. <laughs> Sorry. Pterodactyls. Pterodactyls. Just say it right. It's pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't there a couple different kinds like that, though? They're not all pterodactyls, though? Flying, uh, yeah. Tetra, tetranodon, I think, was bigger. T- Tetriston? That's like, it's called, like, a tetratranodon. Tetrahedron? Sure. That's a coital. <laughs> Actually, I think is one. Axolotl? No, Quetzalcoatl was just, um... Like a bird, seen as a lightning bird. Yeah, but it was like God, the bird God. Oh, well. Um, a lot of it's, it's, creatures. There's a dinosaur that's named close to the God, though. I know. It was a big flying dinosaur. 
I don't know. I think I hear Quetzalcoatl and I think of Final Fantasy VIII. About well, uh, Archaeopteryx, isn't that one? I don't know. What kind of hokey shit are we watching now? All right, Pterodactyl. 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 Pterodactyls still exist. Flying dinosaurs. The conspiracy show. Season four. Oh my god. Episode oh four. Um. And you want to dismiss Wikipedia? <laughs> this is Sci-Fi Central, but uh, this guy's name is Jonathan Whitcomb, and he's a cryptozoologist. And uh, I want that job. I want that job so hard. So he's the author of Searching for Robins, and we're going to listen to what he has to say. Spit it, homie. When an eyewitnesses see a flying creature, sometimes they don't get a good view of the head. When they do, one of the things that clues them on to this is something unusual is that it has a particular kind of appendage at the back of the head. It's like a horn, somewhat pointed, somewhat long and thin. And they also see an absence of feathers. The wingspan estimates from the 98 sightings that I analyzed in 2011 are incredible. Wow, 98 sightings. They're a very even ratio, very even spread from three or four feet all the way up to 35 feet. Damn! Even spread is what clues me into that, that this is no uh, result of, of a hoax or hoaxes on the overall data. Not meaning that there are no hoaxes, but there could not have been uh, hoaxes that influenced those 98 sightings in general. I've been to two very public expeditions to Papua New Guinea. Beyond those two expeditions, oh, because we're, we're doing research, we don't want people to uh, have it exposed and the public get in there and really create havoc among the natives. We have a very delicate relationship with the landowner. So right now, we're not confirming or denying we're doing research in Papua New Guinea right now. Uh, sounds like you're doing research in Papua New Guinea, bro. <laughs> right. I can't say that I am, but I am. <laughs> so... I mean, could you imagine? If that was the worst I can neither confirm nor deny I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> could you imagine? But there's a reason I'm down there. Oh, that's wild to me, dude. It, it gives me hope that other things still might exist. And I hope Nessie. so. Nah, I don't believe in Nessie, man. It could just be one of those fucking dinosaurs, though. If you believe in the pterodactyl, why not Nessie? Dude, I want to ride a pterodactyl. <laughs> We say that every you say that every time we talk about dinosaurs. Because I mean it. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, I think that it gives me hope that either new species are forming or that old species still exist and we just don't know about them. Uh, well, we're in the start of Jurassic Godzilla. World. Well, they're talking about doing that now. I read an article about that. They're like, some scientists are actually thinking about doing it. We haven't had like seven movies to say, mm, this might be a bad idea. It's always a bad idea, but we're going to do it anyways. Because <coughs> we're humans, humans and we love to fuck around and find out. Right. This sounds terrible. Should we make it in black? <laughs> we should do it in seven different colors. I mean... Don't worry, guys. For it. The oxygen environment will never support it. Yeah, but if we can genetically modify them, it will. We'll stop giving them ideas, Billy. <laughs> I mean, well, they've like, already thought of that kind of shit. Come on. No, seriously. Like, what it's if the ultimate we just way of playing God. Modified them to be smaller. 
wouldn't be that hard. And then it would take up less space. I don't know. A pack of Velociraptors, whether they're 14 feet or a foot and a half. Yeah, the fucking copies in the movies. Still pretty fucking scary. <laughs> right. You know? Those copies in the movies were fucking terrible. That, that, that was worse than the fucking T-Rex, in my opinion, okay? <laughs> Imagine being eaten alive by that many small mouths. <laughs> yeah, fucking that, terrifying. That suck. I'd rather get bent in half and just be done with it. Right. Bent in yeah. half? Jeez. I'd fucking one bite me. I feel, like, I feel like if you got bitten in half and swallowed... You'd still be alive for a little while, though. Depends. How bad would that suck? You would probably <laughs> die from the shock, though. So. I would hope. See, I, I think of that kind of shit oh. when I see shows like Attack on Titan. Um, oh, the anime? Yeah. Yeah, I've not watched it. Oh, my God. It's like the giants. They eat people. They fucking bite them in half. And Yeah, you're still alive going down. Yeah. There. That's my thought. It's like, I, that's... That's like a nightmarish way to die is being eaten alive. Yeah, it is. That sounds super rough, actually. Fuck that. That's like definitely up there in top five worst ways to die. Um, what, are you saying you got to go to bed, man? Yeah, you got to be up early. Okay, do you want to end the show? I mean, I, you guys can continue. And if I can always try to dip out quietly. Bye. We love you. <laughs> uh, Matt's got to go home. He's got... Sleep work. tight. Don't yeah. let the bed bugs bite. Children and stuff. He has I to be up at the ass early. crack. And he's, dude gets up earlier than I do. It's a 5 a.m. day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Go home. Good night, Maddie. Don't die on your way out. My legs are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to pause this to say goodbye to Maddie. So, if we're going to say goodbye to Maddie, we might as well say goodbye to you guys, too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is just the tip. Uh, my tip for you guys this week is to turn off your TVs while you're in the bedroom, to turn off your music, because music can throw off the rhythm so bad sometimes. Um, just turn off everything and enjoy your partner. Uh, that's, that's my advice for this week. And dude to dude, uh, get out and explore a little bit. Um, Andy kind of inspired me, you know, going to New York City by himself, uh, talking to him last week. That was just pretty cool. And uh, that was a cool conversation. You know, get out there and, and do something and try something by yourself. Uh, I personally, like, I've gone out to eat by myself, and that was a big step for me, you know, like sitting down at a restaurant and eating by yourself. Like, I, I did that to overcome that fear, I guess. Um, so, that yeah, that's my advice for the week. 